Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. What's up on a Monday? Welcome in, Mike, in the morning with you. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me. And a tiny bit of a late start today because um, my year-and-a-half-old son has learned how to open doors. Uh, That's a new thing. So now I had to put one of those little covers on the door handle so he can't barge in here. Uh, Like that viral clip of uh, that... You guys have seen it, right? Where the guy's doing some news hit and his kid walks in and she just bounds in and then the, the nanny comes in. And uh, anyway, uh, I almost had one of those things happen. So I had to uh, I had to go ahead and take care of the door handle. But we're all clear, good to go. Talking baseball this morning. Unexpected weekend. All three teams in the state had kind of an unexpected result. So Mississippi State lost to the worst team in the SEC two of three. Uh, talked about it some uh, on the Sunday show, so I'm not going to get overly repetitive for those of you podcast listeners, but I've had a day to think on it, and I've got more thoughts on that. Is it something that is – is it an anomaly, or is it something that you need to be worried about moving forward? Ole Miss got a big series win over Vanderbilt, an unexpected series win over Vanderbilt, and it changes a lot of things about their postseason position and beyond. And then Southern Miss uh, just took two. They went two and two this week against Florida Atlantic. Uh, They really needed this series badly if we're going to talk about them being a regional host and they could not capitalize on an opportunity this weekend. They're not dead yet as far as their their chances to be a host, but they really took a hit this weekend, only taking two, splitting four games with Florida Atlantic. So all that coming up. And it's PGA Championship Week. Yes, sir. Kiowa Island, the ocean course, just a stunning venue. Very difficult venue, especially if the wind's blowing off the ocean the way it is. So um, the designer of the golf course, random random little nugget about the PGA Championship. I'll talk about it more later on this week. But the designer of the course um, had his wife's input. And the course, uh, the the landscape was supposed to be set behind dunes. Um on the East Coast, the dunes are a lot bigger and closer to the ocean than that of really the Gulf Coast. They're more pronounced anyway. Um, the The course was going to be set on the other side of the dunes below them, so you couldn't see the ocean, really. And she decided, you know, hey, th- this golf course that you're designing needs to be higher. You need to elevate the holes so you can see the ocean. And it turns out that made the course a lot more difficult because the dunes would have protected at least somewhat the holes on the course from the wind. But they elevated all the holes, and so the wind coming off the ocean affects every single shot. So there's a funny story for your uh, for your Monday on PGA Championship Week. It's the, the course was made more difficult because the designer's wife wanted to see the ocean from every hole. So it was just an aesthetic thing that made the place Uh, more difficult. So there's your random fun fact of the day. Good morning, Wayne. How are you? Good to see you again. 
JP says 10 days off for the Eagles now, looking like uh, we will be on the same side as the bracket uh, with Louisiana Tech. I mean, that, that's the path. They've got to win the Conference USA now. Uh, they, they, I think they have to win their conference tournament to be a host, and that still, um, that still might, might not be enough. Uh, this weekend really hurts. Uh, really hurts them. So we'll get into all that real quick. I want to remind you, though, if you're watching on stream, this does get uploaded in podcast form. Uh, Mike in the morning, Michael Borky, and iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, subscribe and leave a rating and a review if you don't mind. That would really help me out a lot. Also on YouTube, just that name right there on YouTube. You can subscribe there as well if that's your preferred method of watching videos like this one. Excuse me. And then, of course, follow me on all the social media channels. So this weekend shows how much I know, right? This weekend shows how much I know. Because going into this weekend, I thought Mississippi State was going to cruise through Missouri. The only question was whether or not they're going to sweep. Like maybe Missouri you know, sneaks up and gets one. But Mississippi State's going to take care of business this weekend. Uh, I mean, they're, they're a national seed. They're just going to solidify that, getting a a couple of wins or three wins over a bad team. No big deal. Like, we didn't even really preview the series because, like I said on Thursday, I think, of last week, there's no drama in in Starkville right now. There's a ton in Oxford with injuries and stuff like that and being on the outside of a regional host, but there is no drama in Starkville. They're a solid national seed. No big deal. Um, Missouri's coming to town. They're, They're a lot better, just a lot better than Missouri. And, you know, there's nothing really to talk about. And then on the Ole Miss side of things, it was, you know, without Hoagland, they're not beating Vanderbilt. Like, maybe they get one when Nikhazy pitches, but, man, just no confidence at all in this team's ability to beat Vanderbilt. And look at what happened. (laughs) Look at what happened. I mean, again, it shows how much I know. I don't know anything. What you guys will learn, and I think you already have learned, is anybody that works in opinion media or just sports media, um, we're not the experts. The experts are the ones setting the lines in Vegas or coaching or, or scouting. We are, are not, not the experts here, uh, especially not at prognostication. Because if I could hit like 57%, like our, our friend Bruce Marshall out in Vegas, that's where I'd be living making a killing at the sports book, but that's, uh, that's, that's not me. So shows how much I know. The, the experts are, are not here talking to you guys on a Monday morning. They're going to go to the book this afternoon to place some futures on NBA playoffs. That's where the experts are. So if I predict it, it's probably going to go the opposite way. I mean, and JP says, that's baseball, and you're right. I mean, baseball's a little bit different than football. I had a pretty good picks year in football, actually. Like, a really good picks year. Like, you would have made money. But that just means the 2021 season's going to be a disaster uh, for me. But going into the weekend, I did not expect these results at all. And and we'll start with Ole Miss. Now, it was a really important series win for, like, 35 different reasons for Ole Miss. Uh, Most importantly, regional hosting purposes. I believe going into the weekend that Ole Miss was a fringe, probably on the outside looking in, of a regional host. But we said going into it, if you take the series wins and losses out of it, which I believe the committee was going to do, 
If Ole Miss just went three and six over the next two weeks, if they took one from Vanderbilt, they go to Athens and find a way to win two, they're probably hosting because that's 17 conference wins. That is an RPI that would be 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. I think they're 11 this morning, um, give or take. Every metric would have been that of a regional host. So all they had to do was really go three and six over the next two weeks. But still, without Hoagland, you wondered if that was even possible. It's not like they're just going to go to Athens and cruise. I mean, Georgia Georgia can beat them. They certainly can. And Ole Miss's bullpen did not get much better over the weekend. They just mashed the baseball, and that led to a series win. But it was really important from a regional hosting perspective because I think they are now solid on the right side of this thing. Getting this series win was kind of something that they've been missing. They've, you know, they have a good conference record. They're they're good against the RPI top fifty and quadrant one and all that stuff. Like all the metrics are good, but they were missing something like this. The best teams on their schedule, you know, they only took one from Mississippi State. They only took one from Florida, one from Arkansas. They had lost to a bad Texas A and M team last week. This is a a huge shine on their resume, a big check mark in the positive column for Ole Miss. They're on the right side looking in, and now the the or on the right side looking out instead of on the outside looking in like they were going into the week. And now I think the pressure's off really in Athens. They don't have to go to Georgia this weekend and go win a series. Now you would like for them to because I think circumstances have changed. They could play themselves into a national seed now, but the pressure, totally off, completely off of this team now. Getting this series win makes next weekend a whole lot different. The feeling going into this coming weekend in Athens should be different for that team. They should be really loose, relaxed, not a whole lot of pressure. They're, unless they get swept and go 0-2 in, in Hoover, that could change things. I don't foresee that happening. But if that does happen, maybe we're having a different conversation. But the pressure is really off. I think they are a host now, and there's really not a whole lot besides 0-5 in the next five that they can do that can change that circumstance. So this was a huge, huge series win for regional hosting purposes. And the number two, three, four, and six teams in the country lost their series this weekend. Two, three, four, and six all lost their series this weekend. It's probably too late, but they could play themselves into a national seed. It's possible anyway. It's possible. Probably too late, probably too far gone, but again, two, three, four, and six lost a series this weekend. Ole Miss just took two from Vanderbilt. If they go to Athens and you know find a way to, to get two or sweep and then show out and Hoover, I'm not going to count them out of that just yet. Not going to count them out of that just yet. It was also an important series just for confidence. I mean, like I said, think about what they were going into this weekend with. They had just lost five of six series. Really funky weekend in College Station where they lost kind of inexcusably, not kind of, inexcusably lost to a bad Texas A&M team. There were some questions about managerial decisions. Weird weekend that just happened. And then they get the news earlier this week that their future top 10 pick or what would have been a future top 10 pick has to get Tommy John and is out for the season. All of that. And then they go and beat Vanderbilt two out of three this weekend. One of, if not the best team in the country with arms on top of arms on top of arms. Massive weekend for confidence, um, especially yesterday's game. 
the, the bullpen is a huge issue, and I'll get to that more in a second. But you got good performances and an important game three from Kimbrell and Doherty. Guys that you haven't really used a whole lot this season, and maybe that can spark something moving forward for them because the problems still persist for that team. Just because you you beat Vanderbilt two of three, I don't mean to diminish that accomplishment because it was it's special. Uh, that, that was a big-time series win. But that was a big-time series win where you still, your Achilles heel just showed itself yet again. 23 runs over the last two games given up in that series. You can't ask your offense to score 11 runs a game. That's still a problem. A major, major, major problem. However, there's a chance that maybe what you saw yesterday turns into something. I think this upcoming weekend, even though the pressure is off the team, for Kimbrell and for Doherty, when they are used again this weekend, to do it again. Because... The way they looked yesterday was that of two guys that can be effective bullpen arms. I mean, that was Vanderbilt. It wasn't like that was Auburn or Alabama or Missouri or Kentucky, who's bad. No, that was Vanderbilt. That was national championship contending Vanderbilt with big-time bats up and down the lineup, and Kimbrell put up three zeros in a row, and Doherty was also good in his one inning of relief. If those guys can turn what happened yesterday – into another weekend, and then they look good in Hoover, you're you're feeling a little bit different about the bullpen, maybe, if they can turn that into something else. But until they do, the problems still persist with that team. So the good for the weekend is you get an important series win over a really good team in Vanderbilt. You just mash the baseball. So Friday night, you get an excellent performance from just your absolute Forgive uh, forgive this word, guys, but that's what he is. Your bulldog of a pitcher, Doug Nikhazy, Um The fact that he's not really in consideration or wasn't going into the weekend for SEC pitcher the pitcher of the year is insane. It, it's really insane when you look at his numbers in conference play versus even that of a Kumar Rocker. He stacks up with anybody and has better numbers in conference play than a lot of these guys, if not all of them. Yet again, his team's back against the wall. Uh, they're they're reeling. They've lost a bunch of series in a row. Uh, he's up against one of, if not the best pitcher in college baseball. And look at what he did after what he did in Starkville. I mean, he does this every single week. When Doug Nikhazy's on the mound, you should expect Ole Miss to win the game, regardless of opponent, regardless of who's on the mound. That's just what he is at this point. And then you hit a couple of home runs and you beat Kumar Rocker on a Friday night because of Nikhazy. And then yesterday. They just absolutely mashed, just mashed the baseball. So the good, Nikhazy, Broadway was really good. Uh, after a couple of weeks of inconsistency, he came back and settled in and pitched really well uh, in his two appearances this weekend and the bats. I mean, I've been saying this whole time, even though the team has been free-falling, uh, they have the offense that can score with anybody. They can score with anybody. Even without Tim Elko, they're still that good offensively. And it's in part led by a couple of freshmen, which is really impressive. Um, Gonzalez and uh, McCants, who I liked moving him up in the lineup, actually. I think him hitting leadoff was a really good move from Mike Bianco. I mean, those guys, they're really mature hitters for their age. Um, Baker got a home run yesterday. Dunhurst was good. I mean, that lineup can hit the baseball with anybody. They can't. 
that offense can take them anywhere, but they've got to get consistency out of the pen. The problems still persist. Even though they got a series win, they still have issues out of the bullpen. And I don't know at this point if there's anything they can really do about it. You just got to hope that you get more performances like what you got out of Kimbrell and that you can keep hitting the baseball at the level that they are capable of. But even with the series win, that's still such a huge problem for that team. And I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome it come regional and potentially super regional play because it's a big, big problem. And I had some people yesterday criticizing, you know, Mike Bianco for for going to Austin Miller or leaving McDaniel in for too long and stuff like that. I mean, I, I guess you can blame a coach for not having enough bullpen arms. I mean, at the end of the day, he's recruiting the players, he's coaching the players. But I don't know what you wanted him to do differently yesterday. What I mean, what else do you want him to do? He's got one reliable bullpen arm. I, I, I don't know. This is not the weekend, especially after a win, too, but this is not the weekend to criticize your coach. If you're going to criticize when things go poorly, you've got to praise when things go well. And things went well this weekend. He pulled a lot of the right strings, moving the KZ to Friday to face Kumar Rocker. Good decision. You set the tone for the series instead of basically sacrificing that game on Friday night. Moving McCants up in the lineup was the right call. Riding with Kimbrough longer than he's pitched all season long was the right call. Going to Doherty, I mean, he he made the correct decisions at the right time this weekend, and you got to give credit for that. If you're going to criticize when it goes poorly, you got to praise when it goes well. And this weekend, from a managerial perspective, it went well. It was a good weekend from the head coach, and you got to give credit where it's due. I don't know what kind of options he's got out of the pen. It's kind of a crapshoot because there's not reliable arms outside of Broadway. Not yet, anyway. You can blame him for that, and that would that would be have merit. It would be accurate. It is the coach's team, after all. But I don't know what else he could have done differently yesterday. I, I really, I can't think of, I can't think of anything different. So anyway, so overall, really good weekend for the team. The biggest problem with that team still persists. It's still there. The bullpen is still an issue. But you got a couple of bright spots, and maybe that turns into something down the road. We will just have to see. I did not see this coming. I was not confident in this team at all going into the weekend at all. And it shows how much I know because uh, I did not expect that at all. And um, joke's on me. Because that team can mash. They really can mash. So, JP says, you wonder if that AM weekend will hold them back from a top eight seed. A win on Sunday and Hoover may shoot them up. Awesome considering Elko and Gunner are nothing but uh, moral support now. Yeah, I mean, if they found a way to, to win that game one where they got, um, or either one of the two games, if they just take two of three from Texas A&M instead of losing one, we probably are having a different conversation this morning. It's still there for them, but um, yeah, if they just find a way to win one of those two, we're probably having a different conversation today about them being a national seed. So really good stuff there. Really, really, really good weekend. Yeah, there's problems, but you know, when you beat the number two team in college baseball, two of three, when you needed it badly, 
you got you got to give credit where it's due, and you got to give praise uh, where it's warranted for sure. Great weekend for uh, for Ole Miss, and they're um, back on the right side of regional hosting. They are uh, very much there. Something else I did not expect and wasn't aware of and uh, <laughs> look really stupid today was Mississippi State losing that series to Missouri. Now, if you're watching on the stream, you didn't catch the Sunday show yesterday. The series had been over by yesterday's show, and the, the podcast audience is just as big as the live stream audience. Uh, so I don't want to get repetitive with them, but basically um, I've had a day to think on it as well. You can either be an optimist about it or a pessimist, or maybe the truth somewhere lies in the middle. An optimist would say, hands up, that's just baseball. It happens sometimes, and you lose a series, and it's no big deal. You're still probably a national seed at this moment. Just go beat Alabama next weekend, and and you're fine. That would be an optimist approach. An overly pessimistic approach would be, this team isn't playing good baseball right now. Uh, They haven't gotten great starts or didn't get great starts over the weekend. They don't know what they're going to do on Sunday, and they are terrible defensively. They are, and that's that's the truth. I mean, regardless of what position you want to take, you can't ignore how bad they are defensively. I fall somewhere in the middle, as as most of you should when it comes to things like this. There are media people that that are either super high or super low, because I guess it's what you're supposed to be. Generally, I think the truth is always somewhere in the middle, and I like to tell you guys the truth. I think that this weekend has a lot of that's baseball to it, where you just, you know, you didn't have it. You kind of played like crap. Um, I told you guys Friday morning after the Thursday game that it felt like Mississippi State wasn't engaged, like they weren't really locked in. And they ended up winning that game on Thursday, but it kind of just felt like they were they were not in it. And Missouri took advantage. So I think there's a lot of that to it. Maybe overlooking an opponent, not really being locked in. A lot of that's baseball there. I'm not hitting the panic button at all on this team just yet. Not even close. I still think they are a title contender, even though they just lost to Missouri this weekend. I think you can't let one weekend change your overall perspective on a team. You really can't. Um, Because weekends like this happen. I mean, Ole Miss is better than Texas A&M by a pretty significant margin, but they lost to Texas A&M last weekend. Mississippi State, I think, is much better than Missouri by a rather significant margin. They just got beat this weekend. But also, the way they play defensively, they are sloppy um, and, frankly, just bad. And they give they give free outs, they give free runs to opponents, and it's not like that's something that just happened this weekend. This weekend wasn't an anomaly from that perspective. Uh, I think if they played Missouri 10 more times in a row, they'd probably win the next nine. They're a lot better than Missouri. But some of the reason why they lost this weekend was poor defense, sloppy play, giving up free outs and runs, and that's been an issue for them really all season. That's why they lost the Arkansas series. They gave an extra out to Arkansas that led to a three-run home run, and you lose game one against Arkansas. If this team doesn't get to where they should go, I think that's what is going to hold them back. Uh, um, They have an Achilles heel as well. Ole Miss's is the bullpen. Mississippi State's is how poor they are defensively. And if they don't win 
a regional, if they don't win a super regional, and they if they don't get to Omaha, like a lot of fans think that they should go, I think that they should be an Omaha team as well. They should be a national seed. They should be an Omaha team. They're that good. But if they don't get there, it's going to be because they play absolutely crap defensive baseball. They are not good in the field. There are too many mistakes, too many errors, too many free outs, too many free runs as a result of those free outs. And then on top of that, uh, they got kind of a mess on their hands on Sunday. But Mississippi State's bullpen has proven against much better teams that they are better than the way they pitched this weekend against much better teams. They have shown that they are a lot better than they showed this weekend. So I'm not panicking there. I'm not worried about it there. But if they don't get to where they should go, it's because they play crap defense. And um, they got to fix that. Because I think everywhere else, pitching, bullpen, the bats are good enough. They're not the best, but they are certainly good enough to take them where they're supposed to go. But they've got an Achilles heel, and it is their uh, their defense. Um, this weekend now is extremely important for them as well. Losing this series, I think, put their national seed in jeopardy. Now, when regional projections come out tomorrow, I still expect them to be a national seed. But if they play like this next weekend, they're going to play their way out of it. I, I think they're going to play their way out of it if they don't clean it up and, and clean it up for this weekend. They will play their way out of it. So now this weekend's kind of important. Um, you got to go. You got to get two from Alabama this weekend uh, if you want to remain a national seed. Luckily for them, like I said, two, three, four, and six all lost series. So it wasn't just them that, that are falling out. I think they dropped to six in Baseball America's poll. I would expect E1 to be similar. I haven't seen that yet. And the projections come out tomorrow. They'll still be on the right side of it. But now you've you got to go get two this weekend if you want to maintain your spot as a national seed. Um, I think if they lose another series to a team like in Alabama, it'll change that standing. But no no time to panic yet. That's baseball. This kind of stuff happens. It's happened before. It'll happen again. That's the sport. Sometimes you just get beat by bad teams. That's what baseball is. No time to panic yet. But um, But, yeah. JP's asking if they finish with Alabama. I, I don't have that wrong, do I? Are you asking because I'm wrong, or are you asking because you don't know? I hope I'm not wrong, because the last five minutes of what I was saying are going to make me sound really, really stupid. <laughs> um, that's what I thought, JP. You're, have, you're getting me to question myself. Yeah, they finished with Alabama. I was right. Yeah, they're, uh, they're in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Um, they're in Tuscaloosa this weekend. So, very important now if they want to stay a national seed for them. Not panicking yet, but they got to go execute and play this weekend. Southern Miss, real quick, JP, especially for you, uh, I know that you're probably disappointed with the results this weekend. Uh, Southern Miss made the cut for the top 20, and they belonged. They deserved to make that cut, but this weekend dropping two games to FAU probably hurt that. I think they might have to make it to the Conference USA Championship and probably win if they want to be a host. Uh, that was an unfortunate weekend uh, for Southern Miss. I don't think they're dead, but that was tough. They really needed to get three this weekend to stake their claim as a regional host, especially with what I've been talking about for uh, for a few weeks. I don't think the NCAA wants to put three regionals in Mississippi. Um. I don't think they want to. They need to be convinced 
strongly convinced to do so because they're looking for a reason not to. That would be my guess. Um, in part because it's a state with a small sample size, they do like to spread things out. I'm not you know, doing the tinfoil hat conspiracy thing. I think they like to spread these regionals out. And they're, they're looking for a reason not to put a third one in Mississippi, not the alternative. So that's a tough weekend. Um, JP says as much as Cross spends as much time as Cross spends talking about schedules. Yeah, man. By the time the uh, the football season starts, I should know every game. It's time. It's network and the location for all three teams this year. Um. Anyway, all right. Last thing for you. Uh, something that I did not like this weekend at all. It's something that if you guys listen to my content, whether it be the Sunday show, the weekday show, or this, or anywhere in between, or follow me on Twitter, you know that I cannot stand the, quote, unwritten rule in baseball that says if a guy pimps a home run, you have to throw a ball at his teammate or him the next time he's up. And that happened yesterday with Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. Dunhurst hit a home run, an absolute tank bomb, and he admired it. He hit the ball, and he stared at it. He watched it go over the fence. The umpire kind of had to push him down the line, and he took his time around the bases. Vanderbilt's next pitch went behind the upper body, neck area, whatever you want to call it, of Ben Van Cleve, who was the last guy, by the way, that I would throw at. A 250-pound guy from Indianola, Mississippi, is not the kind of guy that I'd want to get in a fight with. That's just me. But I put on Twitter that that's the dumbest thing in baseball. Throwing at a guy because you don't like the way his teammates celebrated is the dumbest thing in baseball. I can't stand it, and I am consistent with this. It's not just because it happened to an Ole Miss guy. I say this about every single time this happens. Um, I hear all the time, well, that's just part of baseball. That's enforcing the game. That's how it's supposed to be. That needs to be out of the sport because it's not enforcing the rules. That's not being tough. In fact, it's quite the opposite to me. I think it's weak. It's, It's lame. It's weak. It's not tough. I'm sorry your feelings got hurt, but the way to react when somebody hurts your delicate little feelings is not to throw a projectile at his teammate's head. If you don't like that Hayden Dunhurst or any batter pimps a home run, strike him out next time he's up. Or strike out his teammate the next time up. If you don't like the way a guy celebrates, don't give him a reason to celebrate. If you don't want guys pimping home runs, don't give up home runs. Or strike out his teammate the next time he's up. This whole policing feelings thing in baseball is ridiculous. Because only the pitcher gets to do that. Only the pitcher gets to throw at batters and it's an unwritten rule. Why can't a batter throw something at the pitcher? He'd get tossed right away. But it's ridiculous. It needs to be out of the game. It's not tough. And and the, the most ironic part about it is when a batter doesn't try to harm anybody, but he hits a home run and tosses his bat or takes a little bit too long to get around the bases. That's not causing physical harm on anybody. That's just hurting somebody's delicate little feelings. And for the name of protecting the game or or enforcing the game or making sure somebody plays it the right way or disrespecting the game or whatever, what, what is more disrespectful of the game? What is more not doing it the right way? Flipping your bat? Or throwing a 95-mile-an-hour fastball behind somebody's head? Which one is more classy? 
It's not throwing at a guy. It's just, it's a stupid part of the game. Um, I think it sends a bad message, especially to young people. If you don't like how somebody else acts, don't act like them. And don't stoop to their level, in quotes. I mean, it's it's a lesson that you always teach your children, right? Don't stoop down to somebody else's level. If if Vanderbilt didn't like how Ole Miss acted after a home run, strike them out and don't give them a, a reason to. But this throwing at people to police the integrity of the game, it doesn't make any sense when you really think about it. My feelings got hurt, so I'm going to try to physically hurt you? What kind of message does that send? It's ridiculous. It's weak. It's pathetic. Like, sorry your feelings got hurt. Don't give up home runs. I can't stand that. And it needs to be out of the game. Well, that's how it's always been. Well, basketball used to shoot free throws underhand and not have a three-point line. The forward pass was illegal in football. You couldn't throw the ball forward in football. Sometimes just because that's how it's always been doesn't mean that's how it always needs to be. Personally, for whatever it's worth, I'm going to teach my son that you don't respond to how somebody else acts. You do the right thing yourself and let somebody else act inappropriately. And if you don't like how somebody's acting towards you, you beat them in the game, and that's it. You don't talk. You don't jaw. You don't get into it. You certainly don't throw at them. If your feelings are hurt, play better. Or suck it up and deal with it like a man. That's what he's going to be taught. He sure as hell is not going to be taught to throw at somebody because they hurt his feelings. (laughs) JP says, Porky's campaign against unwritten rules and for less human error steams forward. Yeah, I will die on this hill forever. I will die on this hill forever. But I cannot talk forever. I got to get going. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Always glad that you are with me. Thank you for being a part. Really good weekend for Ole Miss. Not so good weekend for Southern Miss. Bad weekend for Mississippi State. With just one to play. With just one to play. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. And I will talk to you again tomorrow morning, unless you listen to the radio this afternoon, which uh, is also encouraged. So, see you guys tomorrow or later on today. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.